Hi, welcome to Atrium Talks. Hi, Bhagwan. Hi, Deepa. Bhagwan, I have a question for you. Yes. Where do scientific breakthroughs come from? You know, one view is this visual of a solitary scientist who works away in his or her office, churning out new ideas, new discoveries in that great solitude. The other is of a team that's, you know, working together, collaborating, communicating, and coming up from that combined creative energy with great ideas. What's the more appropriate and uh, accurate one, Bhagwan? So, we may see the first one, hmm. but the important part is the second one. I think the solitary scientist would not exist if it were not for the latter. The collaboration not there, the solitary scientist will not exist, in my opinion. Explain that. So, you know, we have talked about, we all have a creative spark, all of us. Creativity in that sense is democratic. It's not the province of the few. But to take that spark to the next level, we use many tools. And we talked about tools right. such as PC and right. paint and brush and chat GPT. But you know, the most important tool that we need for creativity is other people. Got it. So creativity is social, and there's a lot of population-level research that suggests that creativity, in fact, is social. Right. You're saying there is creative energy in each of us, but for that creative energy to translate into something big, a breakthrough, That's a market-making right. innovation, it seems we need people. Is there any evidence of this? There is a lot of evidence of it, so I'll give you anecdotal evidence, and sure. there are some research papers that uh, you uh, brought sure. my attention to. So look at what happened in the Renaissance Florence, in the 19th century Paris, in Nalanda and Takshishila, the Chinese dynasties. These were all societal-level places where creativity flourished. And a modern version of all of these is indeed the modern universities and the ecosystem right. that we create. Right, right. And I, I guess, you know, the, there is some research as well. I know there's this paper by Fleming and Singh, which talks about, you know, they talk about the myth of the lone inventor. So they look at all patents that were awarded in mm -hmm. the last uh, number of years. And they find that breakthroughs, you know, came largely from teams and okay. not from individuals. Right. And breakthroughs defined as, you know, most cited patents uh, for that year in that technology class. Almost all of these were an outcome of teams. And what does the paper say about the mechanism, why that is? So usually, right, the, the, the thinking is the more the failures, the more the successes. That's and right. therefore, you know, if you look at a distribution of creative outcomes, yeah. uh, it's going to be somewhat symmetric, right? One's going to come, uh, you know, with a rise in the other as well. But what they find is interesting. They say that teams help on the right distribution with greater recombinant diversity. They, teams with more diversity of experience can come together and, you know, your point in connecting the dots. It's connecting the dots, They're able right? to do that better. So I'm a lone scientist. I could be sitting in my office and I come with a dot. Correct. But another scientist is coming up with another dot. But when we meet together You're in a research seminar, somebody's able to connect the dots. Correct. So there's more recombinant diversity. 
the second thing also which is interesting is they also find that teams can help trim the poor outcomes. Right. Right. So there's greater filtering that happens with teams, which an individual does not have the bandwidth and the capability to do. So the rigor comes the from rigors. this working with Correct. other people. Correct. And we have noticed this. Correct. We are working on a paper that we will talk about. And in fact, when we question each other, we have to Correct. go back and examine and prove this more rigorously. Correct. So what teams do is more rigorous assessment of poor outcomes and most div more diverse perspectives that help in the facilitation of, you know, breakthroughs. And therefore, they find that, you know, the, the probability of breakthroughs increases with the size of the team, the as size. well as with the size of collaboration networks that the inventors have access to. I think it's very compelling evidence. On and that's why I think teams. communities are important. Communities are very important. that's why cities have always been seen as hotbeds of invention. Absolutely. It's not your loan institution in, uh, you know, uh, a distant part of the country. It's when people come together. It's the principle of cluster-based development, right? Like I start a university and, you know, that in some sense propagates a creative energy and then it allows for collaboration with industries nearby. And you have an entire cluster uh, that now of economic development that starts to develop around these one or two marquees. Like we have a cluster here. We have ISB, we have the financial district, we have triple Microsoft, Triple IT, University of Hyderabad, T Hub. By design. So, so, by, by design, design. By, by design, design, in fact. Yeah. yeah. So, and we'll discuss this more when we discuss the role of the government. But, you know, national innovation ecosystems, a key hallmark of that, if we extend this collaboration between individuals to institutions, then that's also a very important driver of the innovations that countries produce. The degree of collaboration between its universities and the private sector uh, within institution collaboration, right? So the ability to fuel that is, again, a huge driver of innovation. Deepa, I'd like to come back to this point about the lone inventor. We often think of creativity as this great Archimedes who found Eureka moment or the aha moment. But that's not really true, right? We only see that aha moment, but a lot of things went before yes. the aha moment really arrived. Yes. When you think of the iPhone, you think of Steve Jobs. Did but the Steve iPhone, Jobs invent the iPhone? He has his name on 300-odd patents, but that's you know, right. each of them have several other inventors listed with him. And I think if you look at the story of the iPhone, it's actually a fascinating story where he had a lot of doubt about it. And there was a team that came together and, you know, addressed those doubts and propelled the, the development of that iconic product. And there were a lot of failures. Before. There were a lot of failures. Newton famously said, if I'm able to see further, it's because I'm standing on the shoulder of giants. And it takes time. Yes. It's a cumulative process. And in fact, it takes a lot of time. Uh, Jeff. Bezos often says that every overnight success you have ascribed to me, it has taken me 10 years. Right. So Rome was not built in a Rome day. Rome was not built in a day. ISB was not built in a day. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Bhagwan, uh, to summarize, I remember when we started, I'd quoted Steinbeck, who said that, you know, what distinguishes our species from others is creativity. I didn't quote him completely because he said, the only creative instrument is the individual mind and, you know, the spirit of man. He said, all precautiousness lies in the lonely mind of a man or woman. But we are saying that's not true. We are saying that, you know... They need to have 
an intercourse with other correct people. so successful innovation is not a single breakthrough it is not an event for the solo runner mm-hmm. and it is not a sprint it's a team sport and it's a relay race we will take this idea of relay race and see what societies can do to make that relay race happen thank you bhagwan thank you deepa